the biggest advice I could give to like young athletes is like, if you are curious and have curiosity about whatever, like ask questions, like don't feel weird about like, if you're curious about things, whether it's like volleyball related or anything. This episode is brought to you by West Coast Beach, a year round beach volleyball club on the west side of Los Angeles in Santa Monica, California. At West Coast Beach, we aim to get 1% better every day, both on and off the court. You can find more info about us at westcoastvbc.com and on Instagram with handle at westcoastvbc. All right, I'm here with the amazing, inspiring, the great, the one and only Kelly Reeves. Uh, Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, well, thank you for having me, Wex. It's been a long time. It's good to see your face, so I'm happy to be here. Yes, it's been a while. (laughs) Kelly, you played at UCLA as an outside hitter and on the beach uh, as the first ever player in UCLA history to play, to to be a uh, All-American on the beach team, which I thought was really cool when I saw that. Uh, Your first team all Pac-12 in 2011, and you won a national championship in 2011, and I was honored to be a volunteer assistant on that team. That was really cool. And that was under Coach Mike Seeley. Shout out to Seals. Uh, You were also a member of Team USA, and you made your debut on the AVP in 2016, and you were named Rookie of the Year. Um, You have two Norseka gold medals and five podium finishes. You're a Wilson social media advisor, and your uh, Instagram is at KellyReeves02. And you rock, and you're awesome. And oh, one more thing before we get in. You, you also have this really cool video, a GoPro Awards beach volleyball practice on YouTube that I will link to uh, for, on this video. So everyone should check that out. Kelly, again, thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm stoked. Good intro. <laughs> <laughs> right on. You hit everything. I didn't even know some of the stuff. But like, good stuff. I love it. Nice. I love it. All right, we're going to get right into it. Kelly, right. what does living an inspired life mean to you? Um, living an inspired life to me, I think I thought about it a little bit and I think it's just kind of being like your best version of self and like identifying who you are. Um, obviously that takes time to kind of figure out who you are. I mean, I'm still so young, I feel, but like I'm at a point now where I'm trying to like really tap into that, like what are my core values and trying to like live those pillars day in and day out. Um, and I think if you can do that, that's how you find happiness and you hopefully inspire others, inspire yourself to chase your dreams. So I think living, like knowing who yourself, knowing who you, who you are as a person is super important and yeah. trying to live that every day. And yeah. you, you, and you mentioned core values. Can you give us a few of those? A couple core values of mine. It's a long list. I'm trying to narrow it down, but I would say like work ethic is up there. Um, disciplined, um, committed, you know, um, like the fire, like one of it is like energy. Like I have a lot of energy and sometimes it's like comes out of just like kind of like a fireball mentality. Um, and then there's just like a long list, like some of the like stuff on your pyramid that you showed me earlier. And I mean, your core values kind of make up your DNA and who you are. And then, uh, I would say those are kind of like the main ones that come to mind right now. But yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Um, <laughs> you, you, uh, <laughs> you mentioned a word that I'm just going to stop right now and just tell you um, something because 
uh, some part of what I've been doing with all my guests on this this podcast is I, I actually come up with a word for everybody. Oh, and <laughs> yeah, and so I was thinking about you and, you know, I've known you for a while and was able to watch you practice and play and obviously win a championship and play on the AVP. And so I was trying to think like, what's the word for you? And it's, it's pretty easy for me. It's fire. You know, you bring the fire, you know, and you've always brought the fire. And that's that to me, it's inspiring how consistently you bring the fire. Cause it's one thing to bring the fire a little bit, but you do it all, all the time. <laughs> Yeah, and I I don't know where it came from. Like, I can't give you, like, a definite answer. I just think it's, like, a – it's just in my DNA. It's in my soul. It's a big part of who I am. And whether it's on the court or off the court, I'm an energetic person, pretty optimistic. Yeah. And I think that kind of carries into my play of, you know, whether it's I'm on the court, I will bring the fire no matter what. I mean, it just makes me feel my best self. Um, there's been times where I've like harnessed it though. Um, and then I would ask myself like, why am I harnessing that? That's one of my strengths. It's one of my core values. Like I have to like showcase that. So it's definitely a trial and error, but I think that is definitely one of my strengths for just being the fire and the ball. So, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about inspired practice. You know, I actually had the the pleasure of of being at some of those, you know, most of the, most of those practices at UCLA uh, the year that we won the, the title. Um, and you know, just think back to those practices. You could think back to your whole career, or even currently on the beach now. What does that mean to you? An inspired practice. I think inspired practice is kind of it's an environment where you get to kind of like create and kind of expand on your craft, whether that's fine tuning the skills trying something new. Um, it's kind of just an environment where it's just like free of result, you know, mm -hmm. where you have the freedom to just expand on your craft. And that's a time where you just like, for me, I like to like take my time with practice. I think sometimes it's like we have two hour practice and then you're it, that's it. Sometimes I just kind of like to just, I can practice for three hours and you just forget, you lose track of time because you're so you know, locked in on a skill or like something that you're trying to learn or expand on. I think it's just a way to kind of create and better yourself both on and off the court or just kind of expand on the craft. So that's what comes cool. to mind. Um, I like that. Practice. Expand. Practice. I like, yeah. Yeah. I like how you, uh, how you said that expand on the craft. Um, can you expand on that? And can you maybe do the contrast of that, which is an uninspired practice? What does that feel like? I think an uninspired practice, I think it kind of goes along with like a mindset of where you're at of like kind of going like result-based. So let's say you're not having a good practice. You're making like a ton of errors and that's all you're focusing on, like the errors. But it's, you, you have to define practice as a way of like, it's an opportunity where you're going to fail, but you're going to grow from that experience. And I think a lot of kids or young athletes, they get so enamored with like the results and like focusing on the air. Right. And like, I'm guilty of that. That was me earlier on in my career. Like I would just come, like walk out of practices, just like only being result-based. Like I couldn't do this, couldn't do that. And then over time I was, I, as you know, I've progressed in my career, worked with other coaches. They've taught me like the process of like, you know, we're trying to expand, we're trying to grow. Like you're going to be terrible at this skill because it's new, but over time you will get better. And I think if 
kids can kind of have that mindset and get rid of like the errors or the result based, it'll kind of just create more of like an inspiring, inspiring practice. You're not going to be perfect, but like over time, if you continue at your craft, you continue to, you know, work on those skills, you will reap the benefits. Okay. And so um, this project is, is called the tools within, and it's all about tools. And so let's say you're having an uninspired practice, you know, let's say you're going through that moment. What are some tools that you use in that moment to help you get back to an inspired practice? Um, I think as of lately, like with the beach, um, I kind of will take time after a play when the rally's done, kind of just like, I'll always go check the lines, the end line. I'll just kind of shake it or I'll step out of the court. I'll remove myself from the court that we're on and just kind of look up into the sky, take a deep breath and just like try and really ground myself and be where my feet are. Um, or I'll just like pick something like I'll pick like a vantage point or something just random for that day. It could be whether it's the antenna, the pole, my backpack, it's, it's, it's always changing, but I always make time whether I'm feeling this, you know, type of mindset or an, that uninspiration just to remove myself from the scene a little bit mm. and just like take a deep breath, breathe, and then just like re-enter like, all right, let's just zero, zero, clean slate. Let's go after it again. So just kind of, instead of dwelling on like all that's happened before, like focus on the present. But that's taken, that's taken a long time for me to learn because I'm stubborn. Because <laughs> I'm a perfectionist, I like to think. And I fought it for a while growing up. I mean, that's just being competitive nature. But I think taking the time to like breathe and like have that, I mean, growth mindset, but I've kind of turned it into like the learning environment of like, I'm going to get better. I'm learning here. Use this as a learning, you know, opportunity cool. versus like going negative result based. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Um, let's, let's carry that over to a game. It's a little different. Mm-hmm. And what does an inspired game feel like? Ooh, inspired game. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think it's just, I think going back, like thinking about like the games where I feel the most inspired is like you're playing, you know, some of the best volleyball, both on your side and across the net. Like you, you're playing, whether it's, I think it just kind of stems from just playing like really great volleyball on both sides where we're both at each other's best and you are just like in battle mode. It's like total war. You're exchanging, you know, point for point, rally after rally. And you're just playing with like the best of the best. Like everyone is at their best. And it's just like, no matter what the result is, like you're going to walk away from that match feeling like just super inspired because we left it all on the court, both sides. And would you suggest... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, you no, go, go ahead. Go. Go ahead. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think for me, it's just... um like I love the game so much and I respect everything about it. And when you have one of those matches where it was just like, just high caliber volleyball, just like unbelievable digs left and right, or just like, you know, just like those unreal moments. Mm -hmm. That's where I get inspired from. Cause it's like, you make an unreal dig cross court and then someone's there just like scoop you. I'm like, are you kidding? (laughs) But then you return it and then you exchange a blow. So it's just like neck and neck. To me, I love that because it's like we're, it's like creating art. It's weird. I know that sounds like that. really weird, but. No, that's great. Yeah. 
It's like an art form for me. And I just, I appreciate that. And it's very inspiring. Cool. Um, so I know you, you talked, you, you gave us a few tools about how to bounce back from an uninspired practice to an inspired practice. But what about the game? You know, you don't have too much time um, to make those adjustments. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. And if you could just build on that a little bit about management in terms of the scoreboard, the crowd, all that kind of stuff specifically coming coming from an inspired moment and trying to get yeah. back to that i'm sorry an uninspired moment trying to get back to that inspired yeah. moment you know i think with the beach i'm realizing that you don't have a lot of time to like dwell on the past cuz i mean it's pretty quick like they blow the whistle you got to be ready to go for the next point um but i think for me it's just really taking time to find a moment where you can just kind of like breathe through it and just kind of focus on, you know, I kind of always go back to like trust your training, like the work that you've put in before. Right. Uh, and just realizing that like, you're going to get, you're going to gain something positive out of this, no matter whether you're in the trenches or not. <laughs> like you kind of have to go through the trenches to find the positive or the learning lesson so I think it's just kind of like, how can you reframe your mind when it's an inspiring moment to becoming, to like make it inspiring. And that's just, I think it, it all comes back to trusting your training and like the work and preparation that you put in prior and Love finding it. the good, like you have to find the positive. I think that's helped me a ton. Yeah. I while love also that. being, while also being competitive, it's kind of a weird balance, but they're all interchangeable. Right. No, I, I got you. Yeah. Um, I love that. Um, and how, how, okay. So how does one carry over to the other? Like how does an inspired practice carry over to an inspired game? I mean, it kind of goes back to what I just said, like the practice environment, like that is, that's more of a controlled environment where you can kind of experiment trial and error. You try new things and then you're kind of prepping yourself for battle when it comes to a game. Right. Right. That's where you can like rely on your training. Um, so they are interchangeable because like your practices are helping you to obviously compete when perform in a match. So they are very important. It's like how you practice, how you play. Right. And you also have to like give yourself a little leeway. Like, you know, you're going to have days where practices aren't going to be great. You're going to have matches where you're not feeling great but it's how can you like adapt, you know, and solve the puzzle on the, on the fly. And solve so that's the puzzle. why, yeah, you kind of need both to solve because you need those experiences. You need both environments to kind of figure that out. And over time, I think that's what some of the best athletes do. Yeah. That reminds me of Karch Karai. Shout out uh, coach Karai <laughs> um, because he says a very similar thing about solving the puzzle and it makes it more fun. And, it, and then you get, right. then it, you, you come back to the inspired feeling of, of, Hey, I'm, I'm actually, you know, uh, a part of some of, I'm a part of the solution to this puzzle, you know, which right. is a cool feeling. Yeah. So. And I think for me, like I have really grown to like love that part now of where I am. Cool. Versus I was just like, I mean, looking back at like my indoor career, like I just, I think I was just unaware or didn't really have the curiosity or understood it. And like now I'm in the position where it's like, that's, I love it. I live for it. I obsess about it. Like I'm always trying to find ways to like solve the puzzle, right. whether it's a practice or a match. Like it's always an opportunity to find those little moments of growth and inspiration for sure. 
I love it. I love it. Well, let's expand on mindset. Um, can you can you give us a little glimpse of your mindset uh, pre, po- you know, pre, during, and post training sessions and games? What does yeah, it look so, like? Um, for me, the pre is the most important because um, then that kind of just sets everything up for like, um, you know, dur- like during and post. So like for me, I would say my I have like a pre routine, like certain things that I like have to do before I step. Like what? Give us a glimpse. <laughs> um. I think for me, I'm trying to think what are a couple cues that I do. Like I always have whatever current songs that I'm listening to, it has to be in like a specific order. Okay. <laughs> and then um, my game routine, I have to do it like an hour. So if like we have a match time at like, let's say 11, we start warming up with the ball like 45 minutes before, like those 15 minutes in between that window, like at the top of the hour, I will step, I'll spend 15 minutes doing my like routine, my okay. pregame routine, like stretching. It's like my meditation. I have my earphones in and I have to do it the same way. And if I don't do it in the right order, I have to like restart over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like a, what's it called? Um, what are those things called? A routine, like a. No, it's not like a pregame ritual. It's just, it's a routine. Oh, ritual. It's yeah, not a yeah. ritual. I mean, I guess it's kind of a ritual, but like I, it has to be. The same every single time. And if it's not, what happens? What if, what if something, you know? So yeah, so if th- that's happened to me before, so then you just kind of have like a backup plan. So if that, if I don't get that pre when I'm on the court, I'll do like um, like certain like I'll always put the pole into my leg swings, or if we're serving warming up, I'll take a moment on the back end line and just like look up at the sky. I just kind of like I like that. Yeah, I kind of ground myself. Um, so yeah, but anyways, the mindset I think is super important because it just kind of narrows in that focus, whether it's in a practice or a match. And I think that pre-prep work, you know, really narrows in my focus in a practice and match setting. Cool. And like I, I like need that for me and it just kind of like blocks everything else out. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive a little deeper on that. Can you give us some words or phrases or some, something that's going on up here about your self-talk. You know, self-talk is key for an athlete, right? It's what yeah. we tell ourselves. It's the story that we tell ourselves. So what's your, what does your self-talk look like during the game? During the game, um, yeah. I try and just, you know, I think the word that comes to mind is like, I mean, I keep the fire in me. Like I am the fireball. Like that is something like I'm very energetic. I'm loud. I know that's a big part of me. And then um, I would say like a word that I use, I mean, it's always changing, but like I would say like the word bliss kind of, yeah. Uh, Just to kind of like really narrow in like where I am, like that makes me just really present um i try not to overthink it too much and when i catch myself overthinking which happens that's where i kind of take that breath of just like all right like like let it out like we're here be present mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. You. like let's go right. um so it's all it's a lot of positive but then like yeah there are those negative thoughts that like creep in um but then that's where i kind of for my teammate and they like give me a high five or like whatnot um, I, I'm trying to think, oh, it's been a while since we've competed. So like, <laughs> I have to like, right, right. Back in the archives. But, um, I would say 
the mental, the mindset of just like, it's just kind of, the word is bliss. Mm, I really like that, Kel. That's yeah, awesome. So but I don't want to take full credit because um, who, do you know who Carly Lloyd is? Mm-mm. She was a setter, played on the, the national team. She kind of, I had a couple conversations with her over the summer and she like, we talked about this word bliss and I was like, oh, I love that. And it just kind of made me feel very happy while I was competing and just took all the results out of it and just let me be me. That's awesome. Yeah. So that bliss moment is something that I harness a ton. That's cool. Okay. So let's keep expanding on this. Um, What I'm curious to know from you uh, is being an undersized outside hitter. Let's go, let's go back (laughs) to the indoor days for a little bit. (laughs) Um, And I want to talk about on the beach too, but back in the indoor days, being an outside hitter and being undersized, what was your mindset going up against girls who were way taller than you? Um, my mindset was how could I outsmart them? Mm. You know, I, I, I mean, yeah, I kind of was just, I kind of wanted to be the little pest or the fly. It's like, <laughs> how could I annoy them? <laughs> and I was like, I knew I couldn't like hit the hardest. I couldn't jump out of the gym. So then I had to like rely on my like caginess, the tool, you know, just, you know, keep giving the other team the ball and like, hopefully make them let, like they would make the air. Um, but I mean, I just had to like work harder or just continue to, um, yeah, kind of just not get infatuated with like what they were doing and like their height and comparing and contrasting. I was just like, I have to, you know, focus on, okay, this is the size that I have and how can I work around it? Same thing, puzzle piece. Right. So, right. I mean, I don't think I was as aware though, but I instinctively knew that like I just like kind of outsmart my opponents. Yeah. Yeah, I I specifically remember in the 2011 national championship game where your range was so big. I mean, you were you were scoring on the left, scoring on the right, scoring from the pipe, you know, and 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 all kinds of different shots. You're going off the block, going hard angle, going line, you know, tipping over the block. I mean, yeah. that that range and uh, you know, can you just expand on the mindset of like, okay, there's a puzzle, the blocks up there, the courts open there, like is all that going through your mind all in that moment or is it are you st- are you setting up the play beforehand or like, you know, like, can you think back to that match and just specifically in that match, like what was going on in your mind? Yeah. I think for me, like, I'm not very, I guess the way in which I would describe my game and how I play is I'm very, I can feel what's happening. Like sometimes I can't just like, I can't be like an analytical, like X, Y, Z, this is happening. I can see it all. It's just like, I can kind of feel where my opponents are. I can see where the windows are and I can attack. I mean, that's kind of what, my game is. And, um, I think that's what, that's what has made my game so unique in a weird way, but like, it's all based off of feel like that's kind of being in the moment, being super present. And then if it doesn't work, then it's like, okay, you just find something else. You just kind of have to feel it. If you continue to just like look and search for it and like, all you do is just like put on the tunnel visions and try and read, you're not going to see anything. Like that's why like my, range like I can feel kind of the court flow Mm. both on my side and on the other side like I can kind of see like just you can just kind of like pick up on like certain like behaviors or just kind of like feeling the flow of how the game is being played and I would use that to my strength to kind of score points or help my team get points (laughs) 
Well, that's a perfect segue to emotion. I want to talk about emotion now because, you know, emotional, the emotional side of this is, is deep. You know, um, I think a lot of times as athletes, we're, we're, we've been taught or we're told to not be so emotional, keep your emotions at bay, you know, focus on those, those X's and O's. Right. But we're human beings, you know, and, and we do need to manage those emotions. So let's dive into that. You know, when, you know, um, w- what are the differences and similarities in emotion from both the inspired feeling and the uninspired feeling, you know, like, like, and, and not only that, but how do you manage those things? Well, that is something that I'm learning a ton right now. Managing, I think managing your emotions is really hard, especially like from my end, like coming to the beach, like I was not the greatest. (laughs) I literally just took all my indoor skills, put myself on the beach and had to like kind of figure it out. So there are a lot of different emotions of like, why am I bad at this? Mm. I should be good at this. You know, like all these kind of like negative emotions, like I should, I'm, you know, I'm athletic, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, I'm not the greatest at this, create that awareness. And it's like, how can I change it into a positive? Um, But then it's like recognizing that like your emotions, there's all, there's different gears. And I never really understood that until I got to the beach. I think with indoor, it was, it's a little different because it's more of a team. Like you're on a group of like six, you know, 10, 20 girls it's a little different how to manage those emotions because it's like all right you're trying to figure out the puzzle piece how it works right and then with the beach it's kind of like you you're the one that has to figure it out like how to pass set hit whether you're in the trenches whether you're not so like learning to handle your emotions kind of really plays into how you perform so learning to harness those emotions was like a really good lesson for me when I first came onto the beach because I was like super like angry rage frustrated of like because I was not good and as a competitive player person being I hated that I hated it right right but then over time though it's like I had to learn that through like valuable lessons of like blowing up on the court you know just you know different just like different emotions that I've never really felt before because I wasn't good at it but then it's like okay how can I use these emotions that I'm feeling and like learn from it not repeat them but then like continue to like expand on that and like okay like learning to gauge your emotions is super important right right i want to ask you three specific things about that because it's yeah yeah (laughs) it's really important to so so um okay so let's say you're going through a tough time with a teammate Mm -hmm. you know you might not be connecting with a certain teammate and we're let's we're talking more about indoor so try to think back to indoor you know emotionally how do you deal with that you know, because I know a lot of youth players deal with that and it kind of, it kind of uh, frustrates them and it takes their focus away from the goal. You know, so emotionally, what are some things that you can offer there? Well, I think you have to have, like, communication needs to be one. I would say communication between your, your, your teammates is really critical. Um, and then you have to have those hard conversations but the way in which you do that is all based off your tone and delivery, which I think is a skill that takes time, but you won't know unless you like learn to have those hard conversations because it's in our nature to kind of like, we take it the wrong way. It's an attack. Oh my gosh, she hates me. Yada, yada, yada. But it's like, you have to like learn to have those conversations at a young age and just get to the bottom of it, but then That's be huge. okay. Like, okay. Yeah. 
And I think that's something that I've learned uh, is like you have to have those hard conversations with your teammates. Um, yeah. And then like the, your, but I think your delivery and tone is super important how you do that because it has to come from a place of love, you know, that's going to that's helping the team. It's not necessarily tack on you. Right, it's right. just like, Hey, I feel like, I don't know where you are. Like what's up. Is there anything that I can do? Like you kind of like ask questions, get to the root of it, solve it, move on. I feel like the quicker the youth athlete can learn that, yeah. the better, right? Because that is a learning oh, process, but like learn that now, you know? Right. So that's cool. So, so let's move on to the next thing I wanted to ask you about, which is your opportunity to be able to play with April Ross on oh. the beach, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and what was that like? And uh, uh, you can talk about mindset or emotionally or however you want to answer that. Oh, I think, I think you muted. Oh no. Oh, there you are. You're back. Am I back? Okay. Yeah. We're good. Sorry. Um, playing with Abel Ross was probably one of the best experiences that I've had. Uh, I think getting, getting, like I've always looked up to her. She's a really good role model. I respect her. I mean, she is, you know, I don't know. I really look up to her. She's inspiring to me. And I think being, having that opportunity to play and compete with her in a tournament back in 2016 was you kind of got to see how it's like how it is to be a professional athlete and she did it in such a way that was inspiring to me and I want to you know implement how she carries herself into my into my career obviously put a little twist on it with my like I'm not the same as her but I think she really opened up my eyes of like the professionalism of what it's like to be a pro beach volleyball athlete um, we didn't talk a lot. I was like kind of scared. I'll, I'll be honest. Like I was like kind of like starstruck by her. Yeah. And because it was just after the Olympics, I was like, all right, you know, I don't want to bug her because I had like a thousand questions that I wanted to ask <laughs> her. But like, I knew that this was like we're competing. Like there'll be a moment for that. But I think she was. Um, it was a joy to be or share the court with her, and kind of just learn how she goes about everything and. I mean, I kind of learned a lot from that experience and had to grow up a little bit and cool. knew that like, if this was something that I wanted to do, like the way in which April does it, like, I want to continue that, you know, and it's, um, it's kind of cool because from that we've become, you know, I would say pretty good. Like we've become friends. Like we see each other in the gym, we, we train against each other all the time. And there's that like mutual respect, which is like super cool. And I think she's just, She's just a great role model for the sport and I am forever grateful for that experience. Like, I don't know if I've talked to her about it a little bit. I think we have, but like, I don't think a lot of people like know that. So it's like mm. kind of, it's not like it's embarrassing, but like, um, yeah, it was probably one of the coolest experiences that I've had with the beach getting, getting to play with Abel Ross just yeah. for like four, like three days. <laughs> I got every, I got every serve. Right. But well, right. Go, go ahead. Uh, no, I got every serve, but I think how she treated me as a teammate was just, it felt so like I could, I felt that I could like really be myself. And like, I remember though, like before we like had one practice before we left and I was just like, just don't screw it up. Like don't screw it up. Anyways, April Ross, that experience, this was great. She kind of gave me the green light to be myself. And then I just learned a lot from her in the sense of how to be a professional beach volleyball athlete. and. She's been awesome. 
That's yeah. awesome. Shout out April Ross. Um, anytime, you know, we play with someone like that, you know, um, in any sport, when you're playing with someone at a, at a, at a really high, you know, high level, it is important to take inspiration from that experience, you know? And, and so, so that's, that's really cool. Um, I also want to ask you about, and staying on the emotion thing before we move on, mm -hmm. how does the inspired feeling transcend one's sport and carry over to their personal life? Um, I think you have to, it's just balanced, you know, learning to like keep volleyball, your emotions on the court, like keep it on the court and try not to bring it into your daily life. I mean, that's a lot harder said than done. Like right. I'm, that's something that I'm working on because with the beach, it's so new. I'm obsessed with it, learning, trying to be better, trying to make up lost time compared to my other, you know, opponents on tour because they've been playing a little longer. So it's just trying to find that balance of like, you know, when we're in volleyball training, whether it's a lift, practice, film, yada, current, you know, competition, that emotion stays there. And as soon as I come home to my apartment or with family and friends, like, I have to turn it off. I need that escape. So I kind of flirted with it a little bit. Um, but I think the biggest thing with that is just learning to like separate the two emotions. It's okay. hard. No, yeah, no, I got that. No, I definitely, it definitely makes I don't sense. Know if that answers the question. But. No, it does. And and what's interesting to me, if you don't mind expanding on a little bit, is so we separate the motions, right? And we kind of leave the game, you know, where it is, leave it, leave it on the court, so to say. But the lessons that you've learned, mm -hmm. you know, through sport, how do those lessons carry over to your personal life? Oh wow, I think a lot of the lessons that I've learned through volleyball have helped you know, off the court as well with like my, you know, relationships with my family, my friends, other people. I think it's kind of molded me in the way to like kind of, I mean, separate emotions, the competitive, competitive emotions, you know, you know, leaving those on the court and then trying not to bring them into family, into friends. I mean, yes, it happens every once in a while, depending on the situations and of events, holidays, all that. But like, I think that was like a really hard lesson for me in the sense to like learning to like balance and separate the two because I found myself like trying, like I, I didn't have an outlet or I didn't have anywhere to escape. And that's all right. I was doing was like my emotions were just like, it was just volleyball 24 <laughs> seven. So I think over time I've had to like have those hard conversations, learn to separate the two um, it's definitely difficult, but learning to manage that, it's kind of like looking back, like I wouldn't change it because I've learned a lot and I've grown a ton from it. So yeah, that would be my biggest thing with that, with the emotions. Cool. I mean, it's, it's in our nature though, to have emotions. And I right. think the biggest thing with that is like, what I've learned is like creating that awareness of like, okay, I'm feeling this way be honest with yourself, maybe the people around you, let them kind of know. And it's like, I will move on. Right. Versus right. just letting it just like sit and eat at your core and affect everything, your mood, your whole day. I think the awareness is key. And I've done a lot of work with that on my own. Um, and I think it just kind of helps. Like sometimes you just have to like talk out loud, like, well, I'm not feeling happy today. Or like, I'm not feeling great on the court or like, I feel awesome. And just like creating the, that awareness of your emotions is huge. And that's a good way to like separate it. Totally. 
I couldn't know it absolutely does. I couldn't agree more. And something I've been working on personally is, is meditating in the morning and it's not like a 20 minute thing. It's more just like a few minutes of just getting quiet, you know, really just going back to the breath. What happens that I've noticed lately is my awareness throughout the whole day after that goes up for everything, for everything, for, for work stuff, for, for personal stuff, for just the outside world, my awareness is heightened. So I completely agree with you on that. And like, I think with the meditation, like I've tried that and like, it's hard for me to meditate. It's It's tricky. But like I, yeah, it is tricky. So like for those that are obviously listening, if that's something that you struggle with, like for me, what I do is like, I'll, I don't know, like I'll make time to like go outside and just like sit in nature for like, I don't know, it could range from like a minute to three minutes and just kind of like sit and like, look, look up. Because sometimes we forget to look up because we're so glued to our phones and everything. And it can be, we live in a life where it's everything super fast paced. So whether it's just like looking up into the sky and just kind of like being aware of what's going on, like with the trees, if you see, you know, the wind, if you feel the wind or whatnot, just kind of like tap into those senses. Love that. And then it just kind of will just like, all right, we're going to go, you know, to this next next task that I have to do or whatnot. Because sometimes we don't have the luxury of 20 minutes or sometimes we struggle with like having that time to like meditate, sit and close. Like sometimes like I fall asleep. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but my meditation is more like trying to like put myself in like nature or outside and just kind of like look up. And what that gives you is perspective, right? Oh, you get that perspective yeah. and immediately it gets you right back into the grounded feeling, right? And then you're able to perform and do your thing. Right. And that's kind of like what I do with beach. Like if I'm not feeling inspired or if I'm just kind of having like a crummy day, I'll just like, like I said, like I'll leave the box or I'll leave the court and I'll just kind of like look up, dust the sand, take a breath, and then we're back on task. I love that. I love that. That's a good segue into flow. I know you touched on it earlier a little bit, but let's, let's delve into flow. Can you identify when you are in the game in the flow? Yeah, I think for me, the flow is where things tend to just kind of like slow down and it's like, you can just see the game like in slow motion and just like unfold into like your lap. Um, I mean, does it happen all the time? No. But like in those moments where it do- when it does happen, you just go into this like, it's so hard to explain like this flow state, but like you just, you feel unconscious and like you can just, your body just works in like, like such mysterious ways. And you're, you're kind of just moving in this like very graceful, blissful, magical way. And then like after the game, it's just like, it, it almost takes you like surprise. It's like, what did I just do? Right, right. <laughs> you know, until you go back into the tape, it's like, whoa, like I did this, I was this, I was like there, I, you know, I think, yeah, so the flow state, like when you're in the state, oh, it's the best, but like sometimes you just, sometimes when you're in the flow, you don't even know. Right. Until like when you're like removed yourself from like the arena or like the tournament or the gym, whatever you're in, until you're like, whoa, like I was in the flow there. Right. And so like when you're in the flow, do you get the goosebumps? Well, I was talking to Karch, you know, he, he calls it the Karch bumps. Oh <laughs> he, yeah. Like, he, he, he feels <laughs> he it. He always you know? gets the goosebumps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think for me, it's not goosebumps, but it's like a, it's like a weird feeling that kind of goes through your veins. It's like, I don't know how to describe what That's it is, cool. but it's like, 
It's almost like a lightning bolt. Like adrenaline. Like adrenaline. Yeah, it's like an adrenaline. Like it just kind of goes from head to toe. And it's just like the greatest. It's like, I would say the best seminar, like I would say the similarity would be like, do you ever play like Super Mario Kart when you get, <laughs> yeah. star, when you get star power? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel. Like I'm star make power. And the music and like, goes up and you're like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that is me. That is 100% me when I'm in the flow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, that would be so, my best interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So um, what I'm curious about is can you practice that or does it just come? Um... I think, yes, there have, I mean, sometimes in practice, it's not that like I go into a practice, like, all right, I'm going to be in the flow state. I'm going to be star power. Sometimes like whether it's just in a drill for like 10 minutes, like you can experience the flow where you're just on and you are just like owning the drill. So I think it's, I think with the flow, you can't pre-plan it but you can change your mindset, like whether it's for a drill and practice of like, okay, like whatever the drill is, like a wash drill or a mini game, like your mind can go that way. And then it just like, you kind of can lock in. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And so when that does happen, cause it does happen sometimes, like I agree with you, it's, it's rare, but when it does happen, are you able to bank it in practice and, and try to remember it when you are in the game? Oh yeah. For me, it's like, it's on the service line when I'm serving, like whether it's like a certain drill or a certain zone that we're serving, like I'll remember like something that we did in training of like, okay, like this eight minutes, I go back to that drill, like feeling, feeling in the flow Mm -hmm. and it can act as a trigger to kind of get me to kind of kickstart the flow. And then once I'm in the flow, it's just like, I mean, star power, we're just going like, there's no turning back. So, okay. So on that, so when you remember that feeling, Mm -hmm. what happens next? Like, do you, does your, does your mind go straight into the technical stuff? Like, okay, my, my arm goes here or does it, do you just kind of release everything? I release, I take all the technique out. That's when I just like trust my training. I've put in the work and I just like, I can go create. Cool. You know, like that's like my paintbrush. I can just like, just go. And that, that to me, like, I like to play a little free flowy. That's mm-hmm. kind of my game and I can kind of just feel it out. But then like that trigger, once I kind of trigger myself, then I can get into that flow state and I just kind of can create the magic. It's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. And it is magical. Yeah. You're right. I love that. That's, that's cool. So, I'm, you know, we're hoping with this conversation to inspire, you know, other athletes to, um, you know, encouraged to try to find that 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 place like we said is it might not be something where you can practice but when it does come you know it's like again start with that awareness okay yep i'm in it right now cool it's awesome let the let the star power the mario kart star power like really (laughs) sink in you know and enjoy it and because because it's it's for me it's kind of like surfing it's like when you when you get into the curl you know it's like you don't want to think about it too much you just want to be in there you know and uh, or you're on a great wave you don't you're not like thinking about it too much you're just enjoying enjoying it so right and I think I think learning to enjoy that part and like embracing those moments I think sometimes we forget because we get caught up in like results or totally outside noise that sometimes we you know that gets into our thoughts but I think learning to like embrace that moment of like when you're on the court and you're in the flow state or you're surfing the wave 
you know, that's your moment. Mm. Don't let anyone else take it away from you. Yeah. You know, let them judge it. Like you're in your moment and you rock it however you want. Mm. And that's being that. your best self. And that's how you inspire people because people gravitate towards like when they show their raw, authentic self. I mean, that's what, that's what I kind of gravitate towards in other athletes where they just kind of like, they show emotion. It's okay to show that and to totally. be your true self, be your, be your authentic self. Totally. I love yeah. that, Kelly. Yeah. Um, that's a, another good segue to sources. Where do you get inspiration from, Kelly? Oh, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I look to a lot of other like professional athletes. And it's funny that you mentioned surfing. Like I love professional surfers. Um, John John Florence is one of my favorite. I like yeah. um, Koa Rothman. Um, I mean, all those surfers, I just think the way in which they surf a wave, it's kind of like kind of how we play beach. Like it's always, it's different. You know, you can't play it the right way. Um, and they are just like so high on life and they are just so themselves and they get so stoked on a wave. And that's how I am when I play volleyball. I totally. see similarities. So I definitely gravitate towards like other athletes, you know, whether it's the basketball, surfing is the big one. I mean, any high caliber athlete I look towards. Um, I do a lot of reading books, kind of um, my favorite book. I have two favorite books. The first book that I was ever given when I came to the beach was Chop Wood, Carry Water by Joshua Medcalf. It's awesome. Okay. Okay. Um, and then the book Legacy by James Kerr. Those are two of my go-tos. Awesome. Um, and then you can tell article. I love books. My, you yeah, know, so. you have a good library. I'm in my dad's <laughs> office, so I, I'm not at my place, but we're in quarantine. So anyways, but, um, and then I look to, um, um, I get inspiration from like, I don't really know how to explain this, but like, like certain videography, I'm really into that of like, whether it's like a montage or like, 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 like I would say, for example, like Nike ads, you know, the, that type of like visual. They do a great and, job. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of paints a picture and I love that. And sometimes in my head I can like create one. I mean, I'm not like tech savvy at all, but I look to videography in the way to like give me inspiration and to see the vision of how I want to like execute on the court in life in general. And like, I love it. Yeah. And like music kind of ties into that as well. I'm like I said earlier, I'm going to link that GoPro video because I, that was, that inspired me, you know, I mean, yeah. the, the, just the whole production of it, but just kind of watching your process during that video was super cool. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of like that, the videography of things like certain edits, yeah. uh, whether that's vlogging, but like, I like how certain artists or videographers edit things. It kind of just calms my brain and gives me inspira inspiration to like go out and create something through my game cool through through that realm um but yeah those are kind of my my sources <laughs> that's great i love how you started that answer with every everywhere Everyone. you know um you know thinking back to you know my childhood and just growing up like I was the same way. I was just like, I was so curious about the world and just everything right. about it. And, and, uh, the most inspiring people that I, that inspired me, including you, um, have that same answer. They take inspiration from everywhere, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I would recommend other athletes out there and specifically the youth athletes to try to do that. You know, even, even like, uh, when, when there's something a little negative, like there's inspiration in that too. Would you mm -hmm. agree? 
Oh, totally. I think, I think sometimes we tend to focus more on the negative and that's all we kind of like, we kind of just, we focus, we put too much focus on that. And there's, yeah. there's way more positive than, than what we think. Right. And if you can like tap into that, then nothing should stop you, you know? But obviously we're, we have so much technology and it's everywhere and it, there's so much, there can be a lot of negativity and it can get overwhelming, but I think it's on you to kind of like feed yourself with positivity. Yeah. And also choose, right? Because it's yeah. beca- because choosing is like the choice part of it. Everything is kind of the, the key. I, I feel like, I feel like right. you, your whole career, you've just chosen to be that fire. You've chosen right. to, you've, you've chosen to allow that Mario Kart feeling, Yeah, you yeah. know? And, and like, that's, that's inspiring just to, just to make that choice. Cause you could choose the other way too, if you wanted totally. to. Totally. I mean, it's so easy to go that way. And like, sometimes I'll catch myself and like, Oh, I gotta go this way. Like, this is me. I know it's me. Um, but then like kind of going back to like what you were saying about like how I just, oh, I've always had like a curiosity of how things work. Yeah. And I always ask a ton of questions and like, that's kind of where my inspiration comes from too. It's like learning from other, all types of sources. Like I want to use my resources the best that I can, Yeah. whether that's reaching out to, you know, to certain people, you know, looking at, you know, certain books, mm-hmm. you know, articles, videos, whatever it is. Like I try and feed myself with as many positive resources that I can. So, yes, I don't have awesome. a lot of hobbies. Like my hobby is to like, just find, fill myself with like that positive, um, inspiration and on all portals. Yeah. And I, I, I I would also add that you, you do a really good job of surrounding yourself with people that, that add to that fire, you know, right. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I like, I mean, I like people, I'm a people person, Mm -hmm. but then there's a time where I have to like, I need my quiet time, but I genuinely like am very curious about people, you know, their story, what they do. You know, I I like, I'm not the greatest at storytelling, but I like when people storytell to me and like, Mm -hmm. I like to learn about them. And I think it's so fascinating because everyone is put on this earth and every, we all do something different. Mm -hmm. So, and I just love learning about others and it's, it's just, it's so rewarding to me and it's inspiring. Yeah. Versus like, I mean, yes, sport is a big part of my life, but sometimes when you ask someone who's working a job, like, I don't know, like, I mean, super simple, like finance, accounting or being whatever, it's intriguing. It's intriguing to me. I'm interested and I'm curious. I find it very interesting. Yeah. Cool. I love it. That's awesome, Kel. Um, so that's the, those are the, the main parts of the interview and the, ne- the next round is the lightning round. So oh <laughs> we'll just, uh, we'll go through these ones a little quicker, but again, okay. answer them how you, how you want. Okay. All right. How do you define success and what does being successful mean to you? I think how I, how I identify success is I think it kind of goes back to like the first question of um, kind of just being your best self day in and day out. I think if you can do that and remember your core values and that is success in my books of being a good person you know, shedding your light and being like, for me, it's being that fireball day in and day out. I mean, for me, like my biggest win is when you can get someone to smile. If I can get April Ross to smile in the gym, win in my books, <laughs> you know, I love it. like that is that to me is a win. Just you know? real quick, real quick. Do you ever have days where you're not like that? Oh yeah. There's, there's, there's some days where it's, it can get dark and you're just kind of in a hole 
but then like I don't know how I get out of it sometimes it's like music or I'll just kind of like go through my old photos and just certain like funny things that I've saved and it just kind of brings me that joy cool like you know what like yeah I'm in a dark place but like it's gonna get better so yeah that's where like I kind of reach out to like my family and friends to kind of like help me kind of get out of my my funk and get my mojo back so I kind of rely on that like tight-knit group because there are days where like I can't have the fire all the time I I don't know about that I think you can do it (laughs) I mean there there are a couple there are a couple times but like I'm pretty upbeat for the most part it just and sometimes it just comes out of nowhere yeah yeah it's just like an adrenaline rush and I love it I can harness that and just go yeah that's awesome uh okay moving on how do you consider the idea of failure i would say failure i would say opportunity to learn yeah to grow i think failures are a really good teaching lesson to kind of find ways uh to improve whether that's you know from a tactical standpoint on the court or off the court, whether it's a conversation or whatnot, but like failure is your greatest teacher, but then like not dwelling on it. <laughs> that's that's key. That's yeah. key. Not to not dwell. Um, that's great. What are the most successful habits that you do on a consistent basis? Consistent habits. Um, I think a lot of people know me for like being really like, uh, healthy or like kind of disciplined in that spot. Like I don't eat a lot of sweets. I kind of don't, I kind of cut out junk food. I'm very healthy, like health nut. Um, so I feel like that's kind of a habit of mine. I mean, I've always had like the 80, 20 rule of like eating healthy, 80%, 20% treat yourself. Um, cause I am a sucker for desserts, but I can't have them all the time because I don't, I don't think I would be in really good shape, but I would say my eating habits are pretty on point. Um, and that kind of just ties into like taking care of myself. Um, I've always been into, into that and that kind of, kind of strings in with, um, I don't know, my work ethic, maybe I work really hard. Sometimes work too hard, (laughs) but I don't think I would change that at all because it's made me who I am. And I like that habit. It just kind of keeps me in check. I like it. Um, what is the most important lesson that has helped shape who you are today? Oh, my important lesson? A lesson that I learned was like the transition from my indoor to beach. I think indoor was like the my dream. Like I wanted to like pursue that path. And then... Um, I think it just kind of got to a breaking point where I kind of knew that I don't know if this was the path that I really wanted to go down. Um, And it kind of just took its course and I was like devastated. But then like I turned to beach and it was just kind of like another outlet for me to realize like volleyball is still in my nature. It's in my blood. And like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I think it kind of taught me that like, volleyball is a big part of who I am and like I mean it it kind of defines me but like to a point where it's um I think it's not like life or death you know I think it's it's 
it's what I do. It's not who I am, if that makes sense. But I think kind of the, that transition, it was hard for me to, um, it was hard for me to accept it because I thought I was a failure with the indoor. And I was like, oh my God, like volleyball's done. Like, what am I? Like, what have I done? And I had to realize that I just had to like find the lesson of, okay, like, well, indoor, it ran its course. It was awesome. It was great. And now there's another door. There's another chapter with beach of where I can be like who I really am. That's so cool. I love how you were able to take that feeling of devastation and transform it into a career on the beach, you know, a career in the making, you know? Right. And And I think with the indoor, I think it's, there was a lot of good. Like there was a lot of good that I had great teammates. I was on great teams. I think it just got to the point where I think I wanted something different and I just, I didn't know what that was. And I thought I, I, I took it as failure, but then it was just like, it was another door, another Avenue that I could go down and explore with like beach. So, yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change it. My career or my, my indoor experience. I loved it. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's great. It's great to have those memories where you can look back and and have that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, okay. Just a few more here, Kel. Um, how important is the idea of having impact to you? Having impact, like onto others, you would say, kind of? Yes, uh, onto others or, and or, onto your future self. Uh, um, I think for me, like the way in which I go about things is I just want to be the best person that I can be, like my best self. And if I can be a good role model and like my actions, then I hope that is, that can impact, you know, anyone like a young kid playing the sport or an adult. Um, I think as an athlete, as a woman, I mean, how I do things, it's a little, it's different. It could be, I don't know, sometimes I can be a little extreme, but I think I'm very driven. I'm very hardworking. And if I continue to do that, like through my actions, I would hope that I can impact or inspire, you know, others to do the same, whatever career that that might be. Um, But I think learning to be your best self, I keep going back to that, but like, that's something that has been like very in the forefront of my life right now. And I think that's super important to be you right? and embrace it, but not, yeah, I think embrace it, but then don't like, how do I say, like, um, I would just say, just, uh, just embrace it. Embrace yeah. who you are. Embrace what you're made of. Yeah. Shed your light and someone, you will inspire someone, whether it's one or, you know, 500,000 people. Like, if I can get one, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that mindset. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received and why? Best piece of advice. Ooh. There's a lot of advice, but I think it'll go back to like, kind of like my parents, they've always told me to like, follow your path. And my path is my path. It's not anyone else's. Like I'm down this road on my own. Right. And I will experience things different than others. And I have to embrace that and learn from it and grow from it. And I'm going to fail. But then it's like, how can I continue to just keep going down that path and make it fun? So that was kind of like what my parents have always told me. Like I've never felt 
pressure to do what I've done. I've always wanted this. Um, they, my parents have definitely like, they've always ingrained that, like follow your path. This is what you want to do. Go do it. I'm like, okay. I've just been doing that ever since I started playing, which was like 12. Yeah. Your parents are awesome, by the yeah. way. Shout out. Shout out Mark and Jeannie. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> they're, they're upstairs. I'm at home with them. So they're probably listening. <laughs> That's cool. That's good. That's great. Yeah. I love, I love yeah. how they always support, they've always supported you on your journey. And like, there was a quick little moment where during that game, I watched it last night and they, there was a clip of them and your, your mom was just like, like so intense, like so into it. You oh know? yeah. And, you know? Um, but I just, I think my- yeah, my family has definitely been a big impact on me and they've been super supportive and like it's been nice having them on this path with me. Yeah. Um, and they yeah, they um they support me and having that support system is huge. Um and to see them like at my games that like it means a lot because it's like we're in this together. It's not right. just me, like it's a it's a family team effort like it's my parents, it's my brothers as well. Like they're super supportive and like help me when I need, when I need help. And it's just nice that we can all share that. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your family is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love your family. Yeah, we're kinda, we can be a little nuts, but like we're, we're, <laughs> we're fun. We're, I love them to death to pieces. It's fun. So this is perhaps the best question I could ever ask you or anyone. And um, I'm going to ask it and I would encourage you to ask it to other people as well. Okay. What is your ultimate why? Ooh, I've gotten asked this a couple of times. I was on the same cast with a, who is it? A Travis Merwerder. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, they're both coming on next week. Actually, oh, yeah, on this. Cool. yeah. So when I was with them, my why was a saying that I have, it's like a quote in my room. It's like, what is it? It's um, love, do what you love and love what you do. Um, but to expand off that, I think your why it's always changing no matter where mm. you are. In life. So, I mean, you have your concrete definition of why, but then you're, con- you're always redefining it. Right. Each year, each season, whether it's in a new job or whatnot, like your why is always kind of changing. But if you can create that awareness of like, what is my why like today or like for this year or for these three years or whatever that time period is, yeah you have to like learn to continue to redefine but like i think that's what's kind of cool with that question i don't think there's like one answer there's like multiple layers and answers and so many different ways you can like you know answer it and i for me that's like that's the fun puzzle right i ask myself that on a daily like why am i here what is my right what am I doing? You know? And uh, yeah, I love that Kelly. And would you encourage the youth athlete to start to think about that? Yeah, I think I would say the biggest advice I could give to like young athletes is like, if you are curious and have curiosity about whatever, like ask questions, like don't feel weird about like, if you're curious about things, whether it's like volleyball related or anything, you know, I think, I wish I would have explored that a little bit more how I am doing it now. I think it was there. I just didn't have the awareness um, earlier in my twenties, but I think if you're curious, like ask questions, there's no dumb question. Um, But I think learning to dissect it on a different level, whatever you're interested in. I think that's something that I would tell the youth. Like if you're curious, like don't be, 
don't be shy of your curiosity. Right. And I feel like so many of them get so caught up in the mindset of whatever is happening, like whether it's school or it's sports or it's like, there's so much going on in their lives. Like there's almost not room for that question. I feel like in, in, in today's society. And so another big reason for this project is yes, there is, it's reminding them that that is the most important question, you know, is, is to identify that and allow it to change over time for sure. Because, you know, our goals changes, you know, our, our goals change and our, our path slightly, you know, changes, but, you know, it leads me to my next question, which is this pyramid, the idea of this pyramid. And, and, you know, we're both products of, of wooden, you know, is, is both yeah. right, right there. Go Bruins. Um, yeah. Go <laughs> Bruins, you know, John Wooden, you know, yeah. and so he made the, the, the blueprint of this um, pyramid of success, which obviously worked for him and his mm -hmm. teams. Um, and so I was just wondering if you could maybe take a look at it. I don't know if you have it in front of you, I but think um, I have it on glare. The glare is going to not be so good with the light here, but um, we're, we're looking at John Wooden's. Yeah. And I was just wondering if you could just maybe let, you know, share any of those things that just pop out at you. Cause there's a lot on there. Um, and I think enthusiasm. I have a lot of that. <laughs> so I think, I mean, that's like a cornerstone. Uh, that's yeah. kind of something that I kind of carry myself with and that kind of, I, that's where I would say my optimism energy kind of comes from is like my enthusiasm for sport, for people, for all that. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Let's see. Um, team spirit. I've always been like a big team player. I've loved all the teams that I've been on. For sure. Uh, like knowing what your role is and like giving to the team versus then just yourself. I think that's such a huge, I think it's an important core value for sure. Absolutely. And especially in a team sport. Um, I mean, competitive greatness, being at your best when your best is needed. Yeah. That's a fun one. When you're yeah. at your, that's a fun one to be. And I think that kind of ties into like when you're in the flow state, like when you're in the flow, like that's when you're at greatness, I think. Right. Your best. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, you know, we could go on on his pyramid. I mean, I, I yeah. encourage I encourage everyone to to make sure that they're aware of that pyramid. Um not just because of what it it meant to the UCLA community and, you know, those teams that won I think there were 10 national championships during that run, but um but also just how it carries carries over to other, you know, daily life. But that that let's let's move on to this pyramid because it inspired me to make the pyramid of inspired living again right. the glare the glare is not great i have here, it i have it up on my okay, cool, cool. Uh, on my side <laughs> perfect so you know um anything does anything jump out at you from that one um uh, let's see it's a similar idea and i just yeah. was i was i like yeah. i like humility I mean, it's like kind of like the focus of like what I've been talking about. It's like being grateful who you are and what you have. Um, I think learning to embrace it, that's a big one. I think, oh, focus and work ethic. Love those. I feel like those are kind of like a core value of mine. Um, creativity. I think that kind of stems in with like curiosity of like we are here to create and everyone has something to give yeah creativity it's it can be interpreted in so many different ways but like i think we're all we all have that creativity side in us and it doesn't necessarily have to be like super concrete whether it's like 
beautiful artwork or whatnot, but like, it could be just as simple of like how you do, how you make breakfast or how you cook. Or for me, it could be like how you play or how you compete. What's your swag? I feel like swagger <laughs> and creativity. That'd be a good one. <laughs> I like that. No, these are all really good. Love, friendship, faith. I like that one. Health. Yeah. These are and cool. And, and would you suggest, because I, I suggest this, but I, I'm asking you, would you suggest that everyone make their own pyramid and, and make, and make something that works for them? It's, it, it doesn't have to be a pyramid, but I like right. the idea of the pyramid because it gives you a direction of where you're trying to go to. Um, but it could be a compass, but it, but, but would you suggest specifically the, the athlete that they need some sort of framework on where they're going? Yeah, I think for me, I've done a lot. I've done, um, some self-work in that regards where like, I have like, I mean, I have my journal right in front of me taking notes, I mean, or looking through notes and I'll just spend time and I'll just like write down like my name and then I'll just like list like, what am I, who am I, what words kind of come to my brain. And then whether it could be like 25 words, could be four. Uh, but I think writing, writing it down and like looking up words and like what kind of it like fits your, your I don't know, your DNA or whoever you are. I think that's yeah. like self-work. And I do that a lot. Yeah. I do it all the time. Like I kind of come back to the same words, new words kind of come in. And then I haven't really narrowed it down to like four or five words. Like the list is pretty long, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's good. I think the pyramid is a really good guide to kind of just like narrow that focus and like who you are. And if you can you know, practice these, you know, blocks day in, day out, I mean, that's success, I would say. Yeah. The, the pyramid of success. I mean, take, take the wins, losses out of it and like the materialistic result base, like, I think being your best self, identifying that and practicing that every single day is super important, especially now in today's world. Yeah, especially now. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, we didn't really talk about the, the whole situation with the coronavirus stuff going on right now. But I, I think without getting too into that, I think more than ever right now, this this stuff all the stuff we just talked about is the is the important stuff the the, the oh. stuff that that uh athletes parents coaches even if you're not an athlete all this stuff is so important this is this is the underlying foundational stuff right you know? and i and i think for like young athletes like the pyramid like i think learning to like sit with your thoughts but then like writing them down mm powerful is huge like you need an outlet like sometimes our minds can just be spinning right um, but if you just like write it down and like really think about your thoughts creating that awareness is huge and that just that that develops the mindset that obviously develops like your core values who you are and like i think learning that at a young age is huge right totally. now Totally. And like we have, like you said, like we have the time to do it. And like, there's days where I'll just sit for like a whole morning or a whole day. And I just like sit with my headphones in with music and I'll just like write just like random stuff, but like thoughts, ideas, words, vision, like just anything and everything. Yeah. That's great. And one, one thing that, that sticks out from what you just said too, is we're here to create, 
right. you know, like, like for me, like that, that word consume always bothered me. Like when they say, oh, the consumer is this, you hear it on the news right. sometimes, consumers, consumers, like that's not who we are. We're not consumers, mm-hmm. you know, we're creators, you know, we're yeah. here to create. And I love how you said that, you know, you, you, you sometimes you envision yourself as like an artist on the court and you're like, right. you just paint your, you know, you just do your thing. And, and that's, mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do with this project, you know, is to inspire the, the next generation to be like that and to be even better at it. Yeah, I think for me, how like I've kind of changed or like my mindset with beach volleyball is like I'm creating my canvas. And what does that look like? So it's been really fun to kind of like navigate through that. Mm. Um, and I, I find so much joy in it. And it's inspiring to me because mm-hmm. like when you try some when you try something new and like it could be really hard, but then like later down the road when you chip away at it and like works, it's like, oh, that's the best. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah I think we're, we're all creative. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be like very concrete, like I said, um, but that's where like the creativity and the curiosity, they're kind of intertwined and you yeah. can make something really beautiful and it's an inspiring, that, 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 that's what attracts me. Like, uh, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, you are doing it. You, you did it right now in this, in this talk. I'm, I'm trying. Like, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> no, you did great. And um, yeah. Kelly, did you want to add anything else to anything we talked about at all? No, I think um, being yourself, be authentic and rock it. Just rock it. Whatever, Just, like, whatever makes you, you. Be you. Don't be anyone else. Your path is yours. Embrace it. Kelly, you're inspiring. Thank you're you. awesome. <laughs> I can't thank you enough. Uh, again, your your um, Instagram is at Kelly Reeves. O two. Are there any uh, websites or or you know anything you want to promote or? Uh, no, you just follow me on Instagram. I'm pretty active. I don't post a lot, but if uh, you want to reach out, you can write me a message. My email's up there. Cool. I'm, ha- I'm happy to talk. I got the time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, yeah. Kelly Reeves. You're a champion. You're amazing. Thank you so much for being here today. You are so welcome, Wex. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me on Within the Game podcast. Visit withinthegame.com for show notes and links on everything we talked about today. You can also subscribe to the mailing list, which will give you exclusive content from each guest, as well as more resources to help you stay inspired in and out of your game. Follow us on Instagram at Within the Game Podcast.